You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Well, welcome to another edition of Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. And I am your host, Dr. Jeff Werber, here with you for 30 wonderful minutes as we get to talk about pets. Uh, things that uh, maybe you didn't have a chance to have your veterinarian answer those questions. Maybe questions you were too embarrassed to ask as you figured, ah, come on, I should know the answer to that one. Whatever it is or something new that popped up and you just uh, don't want to make that phone call, let's face it, our advice is free. And you can't beat free. So you want to get a hold of us? Here you can call us at area code 877-385-8882. Or you can uh, drop me a, a quick email to drjeff, that's Dr. Jeff at petliferadio.com. And you can also, if you're online listening to us, you can just type in your questions. I have the screen right in front of me, and we'll go ahead and answer your question. I want to also want to thank our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products. And uh, these are products that are exclusively for you, and they're available to you over the counter. You can get them at your local mass retailer, your Walmart, your Target, your Walgreens, your CVS, places like that. Great products formulated by veterinarians, products that were evaluated by me and others. And I'll tell you, it's great. It's a great place to start for simple problems. Of course, anything that that lingers, anything becomes a major problem. Of course, you need to see your veterinarian. But if you have problems, give us a call and uh, let's talk about them. A couple of things before we get started. About I think it was a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, we talked about Skipper. This was that little dog that was mauled by two big dogs. The trachea was torn, body wall damage. The dog was filling up, basically filling up with air. It was almost like you took a valve and you blew him up. He was huge because the air was leaking from his trachea into his sub-Q space. Anyway, treatment. Long story short, we sent him home about a week ago. He came back in two days ago for a final recheck to remove his wrap and to pull the drain we had put in. And this dog is amazing. He is back to normal. It's just, you know, the body is remarkable. And I think that uh, for whatever reason, this dog healed beautifully. He's back to his old self. The air is resolved. His body wall tear is is healing. So it's just amazing. So uh, anyway, that's really good news. You know, if you have anything, if your pet has been through some kind of trauma or or if you have been through some kind of trauma with your pet and you want to share your stories, we'd love to hear your story. So give us a call here at Pet Life Radio. You're on with Dr. Jeff Werber on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Uh, once again, that number is 877-385-8882. Don't be shy. Give us a call. So I was going through some notes of things. And, you know, here it is in the good weather we've been having. And as you know, we talk about the issues with having a dog that's not typically used to if you had a kind of a a somewhat of a sedate winter. Now that the weather's changing, it's getting nice out, it's springtime. Actually, in in a few short weeks, it's going to be two short weeks, it's going to be summertime. So we need to know how do we handle some of these issues that we're seeing with our pets. So this was a great article, and it's how to keep your dog safe at the dog park. That's something that most of us wouldn't even think about. What do you mean safe at the dog park? Well, you know, it's amazing. When I think of my own dogs, I have five. Some of them are not as well behaved as I would like them to be. I belong to a Dr. Jeff. He's done a really lousy job with me, socializing me. But, you know, it's so weird because I have so many. They, in a sense, have created their own pack. So any dog 
that is not part of this pack is a strange dog. You know, people that have one or two dogs and they and they frequent the dog park because it's easy when you only have one or two dogs. And these dogs are used to it and they're used to having other dogs and they get to know their other dogs and they get to know the smells and, and it's fun. But sometimes when you have enough dogs or too many dogs that it's sometimes hard to make that little trip. Uh, you need to learn some rules of the game when it comes to dog parks. So I've got you know, a couple of things you'll need. First of all, you need water and a water dish. Don't assume that every park is going to have that. Now, many of them, especially the gated parks, might have an area where there's a big fountain or a faucet and there's a big bowl or bowls underneath and there's water available, but don't count on it. So make sure, get to a store, you can get to a pet store. They have these really cool water containers that are collapsible. They can clip on a belt loop or on your belt. Uh, you can put them in a fanny pack. I mean, there's so many places you can put them, but they're really cool. And they, they also have them that are disposable. They're a little hard, sort of hard rubber. You can open them up, you use them a few times, then you can throw them away. Of course, this time of year, flea and tick treatment. I had a dog we saw recently. It happened to be a rescue dog. And this lady comes in with these little, little teeny, teeny whatevers that, they, that she found around this dog in the bed. So we took them. You could see them moving under a microscope. But they really didn't look like anything that we had seen. And we looked up, you know, chiggers and lice and all these possible things it could be. It wasn't a baby flea. So we collected them. And I sent them to a really good friend of mine, Dr. Mike Dryden who's uh, the clinical parasitologist on staff at K-State, Kansas State University Veterinary School. And Mike's a DVM and a PhD, and he's you know, a really sharp guy. So anyway, I collected about a dozen of these little things, put them in a test tube, put them on in some uh, ethyl alcohol, and sent them to Mike's lab. And he called me yesterday. They were brown dog tick larvae. And I'm telling you, these things were, were smaller than a pinhead. And little black things, and under a microscope, you can see them moving, and that's what they were. They were larvae of, of a brown dog tick. So, obviously, there are ticks out there, and when that big, engorged mama tick lays those eggs, they'll fall you know, wherever they, she laid them. In this case, it may have been on this bed, and as these eggs start hatching and developing into the, the pupil and then the larval stage, this is what they look like. They're like miniature Teeny, teeny baby ticks, so disgusting. Anyway, that's what they were. So make sure you get flea and tick treatment. Even if you don't see fleas on your dog, trust me, they're there. So uh, unless you live you know, in, in super, super dry, high altitude, maybe in uh, Denver, Colorado, you may not see fleas. But most places in the country, especially this time of year, as it gets muggier, as it gets warmer, you're going to see fleas. Uh, also, mosquitoes. Remember, if you're in the east or in the southeast or the south and you're gonna, you see a lot of mosquitoes, make sure your pets are also covered with their either mosquito repellent, but certainly heartworm preventative as well. And here are some things that so that takes you through things, your basics, all right? I like to carry maybe a bandana or a cloth or something you can wet down and, and put around your dog's neck. I think that's important as well, just in case they start to overheat. And also, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, to learn how to recognize signs of heat exhaustion. This is where the dog is going to be all of a sudden slowing down, panting incessantly, like, like truly can't catch his or her breath. If you touch the body or touch the tongue, it is boiling hot. The mouth is getting very tacky and dry. You're seeing very thick saliva around the mouth. This is all indications that you need to take a rest, find some shade, give your dog some water, 
maybe wet them down and be prepared to get some help if need be. But uh, do not risk it. Do not say, oh, just we'll be okay. Just a little, a little bit longer, Bowser. Come on, just it's got to go down this hill. No, no, no. Stop. Find shelter. Find shade right away. Get that water going. So if you have a dog, so here's some things that we're going to read. It says basically you need to keep your eye on your dog because if he's very active or excitable, he may be more prone to having an accident at the park, at the dog park, than his calmer counterparts. So over-enthusiastic play can result in joint strain and other injuries. So that's something to keep an eye out for. You want to keep your dog away from dogs who seem to be showing signs of aggressive behavior. And here's why this is important. You can have the sweetest dog in the world. And if your dog has never been threatened, then you may not know that even has an aggressive side. But if, in fact, he is met by a dog that is aggressive, it might bring out some aggression in yours as well. And, um, and just know one thing, as I'm sure you may know, many dog parks are off-leash. So you get into that closed area, all right, and you have a gate and people right away let their dogs off the leash. So you got to be really careful if there's a dog there that may not be as friendly as yours or some other dogs. I'm going to go one more before we uh, have to break for a little commercial. As we talked about the flea and tick treatment, you want to put the flea and tick treatment on before you get to the park, preferably a day or two before. It does take a little time to work. And what you don't want to do is doing that morning or 10 minutes before you're about to hop in the car because these flea and tick issues are prevalent in these situations because there are a lot of other dogs out there that may be carrying the fleas and ticks, and especially dogs that were treated. Remember, a lot of these great products out there have really great kill action, but not necessarily a lot of repellent action, though there are some that do. So there's nothing that's going to stop a dog from latching on, and then it can, depending on rough play or just play, the fleas hopping onto another dog. So Make sure that your dog is protected, ideally before you even get to the, uh, to the park. And again, we talked about water. Take breaks often. I mean, in fact, it's even a good idea, even if you don't think your dog is exhausted, just every few minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, you're running, you're having a good time, you're throwing the frisbee, you're throwing the tennis ball, maybe take a breather. And um, offer your dog some water, let him catch his breath, relax for a little bit. I think that would be uh, a great thing to do. Before we go on to, oh, let's go. We have another minute. We're going to go on to the last one. And that is you want to be mindful and try to learn as much as you can about the bark. If there are any chemicals like pesticides or fertilizers that may have been placed on the ground. Now, most dog parks, most municipalities, the city has known for not letting this happen. They are aware that there are a lot of dogs running in this dog park. So they either refrain or they'll put warning signs up. You know, we sprayed the grass, you know, yesterday or last night, whatever. So you at least are aware, you know. But if you are not sure, better be safe than sorry. Check with the authorities to find out. Maybe talk to some of the other normal, regular regulars who, who bring their dogs to the park to see if they know anything about any kind of fertilizers, pesticides, things like that. So uh, that basically uh, covers you some really good tips and uh, warnings we'll get to in just a minute. But first, we want to take a quick break, a commercial break. Once again, I want to thank our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products, and uh, also a kind of co-sponsor in Walmart. And stick with us, and I want to hear from you. And if you have any um, questions about running your dogs during the summer, dog parks, hikes, things like that, when to do, what to do, what to look for, give me a call, 877-385-8882. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. 
Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets, struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com Then come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Well, welcome back to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. Again, you can reach us at 877-385-8882 or drop me a quick email. I'm sitting here waiting. My computer is on to Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com, or you can also just type in your question, join the conversation if you're logged on and listening on the computer as I speak. So a couple of things before we leave the dog park issue, and then we're going to talk about something else coming up. So if there was any question about chemical exposure, fertilizers, pesticides, whatever, make sure you bathe your pet thoroughly. Also, be courteous 
to the other park goers, clean up after your pets. Make sure you bring the doggy bags. That is very, very important. It's just the right thing to do. What can I tell you? So if you um, have uh, your dogs are out there, they're having a good time, trust me, they are going to stop for a bathroom break. I don't think I've ever seen a dog not, especially it seems to happen more often when they get excited. So make sure you have your little doggy bags with you and clean up after your pets. And as I mentioned, any signs of overheating, lethargy, salivation, vomiting, dry mouth, excessive, excessive panting, just stopping, doesn't want to walk, immediately, immediately get some water, shade, wipe up, wet the feet down really well with some cold water, bring that temperature down, wet the dog down, take a canteen or thermos and just pour it over your dog, something that can be deadly. So also, one thing that I uh, was thinking about, and I just I realized that this stuff usually hits us so quickly. There's another big day around the corner, certainly less than a month away, and it inevitably wreaks some havoc in the homes of many of our, especially dog owners, cat owners as well, but mostly dog owners. And that wonderful day is the 4th of July. And what makes it so anxiety-provoking for many uh, is the fact that so many dogs seem to totally freak out with fireworks. Now, you know, I have to tell you that many of us have made mistakes with the, the how to handle this. And the biggest mistake we usually make is overreacting to the dogs overreacting. Here's what I mean. That dog starts hearing the fireworks. Now, trust me, they are hearing this fireworks way before you are because they're hearing sounds from a distance that they, you can't even begin to pick up. That's how amazing their hearing is, right? Well, they're starting to respond. They're shivering. They're cowling. They're, they're, they're hiding in the corner. And what's your typical response? Oh, you poor baby. Come here. Come here. Oh, you sit with mommy. Sit with daddy. Yeah, it's a good. Okay. Meanwhile, so what are you doing? Think about it. You are reinforcing that behavior. So when the dog behaves that way and they hear the sounds and they start cowering in the corner, right, and you call them over for love and affection, they're saying, ah, this is fantastic. This is great. So first of all, you have to kind of ignore the behavior. You can't punish them for it, but don't make a big deal about it. But here is, and this is why I'm really starting to talk about this. Now we have a few weeks before it's 4th of July, and here's what I want you to think about doing. The best way, once and for all, to deal with this problem is to fix the reaction. And there are two typical behavior techniques that we often employ, and those are they often go together, and that's desensitization and followed by counter conditioning. So what does this mean? To desensitize, we need to desensitize these dogs to those loud sounds. So here's how you do it. You can buy, you can probably download now because everything's on the computer, a sound effects tape, and you can easily download firework sound. You can also do this, by the way, for thunder and lightning sound. And that's a, they're often very similar. So what you do is you start, you have the dog in, your room, in the room with you, sitting on your lap, playing, sitting on the floor, whatever, and you can start daily playing the uh, sound effects tape, playing the firework sound, very, very low, barely audible. And as soon as you start playing it, it's inaudible to you, but the dog can hear it. Call him over and say, oh, my God, that's a good boy, and give a little treat, okay? And you want to do this every single day by playing it a little bit louder each day. And every time you are, instead of having the dog in fear, you're going to call him over for big hugs and big kisses, and you are going to start rewarding him for the sound and the non-responsiveness. He's going to hear the sound, and he is going to get rewarded for not responding. 
And pretty soon, so now you see we're going to desensitize him. Instead of the sound being something super loud right away, you start where it's barely audible and you, you play it a little louder each training session. It might be every day, every other day, each time lots of reward. And you'll get to the point where he will actually start looking forward. He won't be running away, hiding in fear, but he'll hear that sound. He's, oh, my God, I'm going to get a treat. And you get him a treat so, or a good pat on the head, whatever it is you want to treat your dog with. So that's desensitizing him and then counter conditioning. It's going to take a few weeks, so start now. I understand we have a caller on the line. Caller, go ahead. Oh, hi there. I have a new puppy, and I have a question about um, preventing ear infections. Do you have any tips? Sure. First of all, most, you know, a lot of dogs, uh, what kind of dog do you have, first of all? He's a little puggle. Okay. So puggles, the good thing about puggles is they're not one of those breeds that are going to grow a lot of hair in the ears. Just as I was plucking the ears today of a schnauzer and you, you have dogs like Maltese and you have dogs like Poodles and the Bichons and the Couton de Tuyers, these dogs grow a lot of hair in the ears. So that's one way to prevent is to make sure that, that the hair is plucked on a regular basis. The best thing to do for a regular dog or a dog that doesn't have all this hair in the ears, like a puggle, is to get them used to the process of ear cleaning. And the best thing to do, again, you have a puppy, make it fun. So the first thing I like to do is just start by messing with that little cute ear, okay? And when you start, you know, touching the ear, maybe sticking your pinky a little bit down inside the ear and go, oh my God, you're so good and give pets and maybe a little teeny reward if you'd like, a little food treat, something like that. And do this every day. Then maybe take a little Q-tip, all right? And just, again, instead of using the pinky, go down a little bit like, oh, God, hold the Q-tip about where the top of the cotton swab is and put that down in the ear. Oh, my God, you're so good. You're so good. And, and again, give a lot of praise. Then what you can do is buy yourself a benign basic ear cleaner. And this is a liquid available at your veterinarian, available at a pet store, and put some of this ear cleaner down in the ear. And it's kind of swish it around a little bit. You may need the, a groomer or your vet to show you the first time or, or one of the technicians at the vet hospital. And then you'll back off because he'll want to shake, all right? And then again, clean up. We'll go in just a little bit with a Q-tip just to the top of the cotton swab itself and just clean out the ear. The key is you want to get the puppy used to the process before it becomes a necessity. So when you right. do it often, they'll actually look forward to it because they're getting rewarded. They get to spend time with you. It doesn't hurt. And this is how we prevent ear infections. Now, another thing that's really good about this, it's the same technique we use for trimming toenails, brushing teeth, all of these things. Start now when they're young. Touch the toes. Maybe you can get a trimmer and just barely cut anything because there's really nothing to cut, really. But it's the concept of getting them used to these basic grooming issues, these grooming things that you're going to have to do as adult dogs. And you get them to the point now where they, they like it. And you, same thing with the brush. I recommend taking a little bit of the, the dentifrice, the toothpaste. It's usually a poultry flavored, non-sudging. You put a little bit on your finger, rub it inside the gums, rub it on the teeth. Uh, do this you know, every day, every other day. Lots of hugs and kisses, praise. Do it before a walk. Do it before a meal. Then what you do is you can uh, replace your finger with one of that little finger brush, that little rubber brush that comes with a kit, ultimately to the, the toothbrush. And these dogs will actually, believe it or not, look forward to it because it's just part of their routine. They get the bonding, they get your attention, they get a pat on the head, a hug, sometimes a little food reward, and they're going to love having their teeth brushed, love having their toenails trimmed, love having their ears cleaned, and that's what it's all about. All right. So have so much fun with your puggle. They are really, really cute dogs. I say that pugs are one of the happiest dogs on the planet, 
so many puggles, they just get that adorable. For those of you who don't know, a puggle is a cross between a pug and a beagle, and uh, they are just adorable. So um, anyway, enjoy your little monster, male or female. He's a little boy. His name's Mikey. Mikey. So give Mikey a kiss for me, Mikey. I'm sure he's adorable. <laughs> Remember, you want to get Mikey fixed if he's not – well, he's probably too young now. But buy – here's just my recommendation because you definitely want to get him fixed, and that is wait until all his adult teeth are in. It's usually around six months of age. You do not want to do it before – because often with these smaller breeds, they will end up having what we call deciduous teeth. Those are the baby teeth that haven't fallen out on schedule as they're supposed to. We end up needing to pull those teeth, which obviously requires anesthesia. And you don't want to anesthetize a dog at four or five months. And then again, it's six months or seven months to pull baby teeth. So I wait until all the teeth are in. You'll know which teeth, if any, need to come out, need to be pulled. And do that and the neuter spay all at the same time. All right. So uh, enjoy Mikey. All right. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So we have, uh, see how easy and painless that was? Anyone out there listening that, uh, think of all this free advice you're going to get. It's fantastic. So uh, anyway, once again, 877-385-8882. We are nearing the end of our half hour. It goes pretty quickly. So back to the 4th of July. So download those tapes. You want to get a sound effects tape. It'll be fireworks. And as I said, these most of these tapes also have things like loud trucks. They have a thunder and lightning, any sound that your dog usually freaks out over. Engines, sirens from fire engines as well, all on these sound effects tapes. So whatever it is, you can go ahead and get these things downloaded, play the sounds, do them slow, baby steps, and then get to desensitize your pets and actually counter condition them to the point where they actually will look forward to uh, hearing uh, the sounds. So if you have other questions, I want to once again thank our sponsors. We have ProSense pet products available at your retailers. These are wonderful products for pet wellness, health, shampoos, ear cleaner. That well, Actually, ProSense has a great ear cleaner for Mikey available at your local Walmart, your local Target, Walgreens. You can also pick up vitamins for that puppy. We have great puppy vitamins. We also have vitamins for seniors and glucosamine. A lot there you can do to keep your pets healthy, looking their best, feeling their best. I am Dr. Jeff Werber here with Pet Life Radio, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. We will be back in a week. We expect to hear from you. And send me your emails. I know those of you are out there that are a little shy. Uh, at least, hopefully, you won't be shy having your name uh, on the uh, uh, on air, we're gonna tell you who you are. We're gonna talk about your pet. We're gonna read your question and answer your question online. So don't be bashful. You can reach me at Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and we will see you back here in one week. Thanks for joining me here on Pet Life Radio. I'm Dr. Jeff Werber. See you next week. Let's talk pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.